Season 2, Episode 20, Piano and Melodies for Music Producers. Now, I actually have an episode on this. It's actually from Season 1, Episode 25. It's called Playing Piano as a Beatmaker. Now, I want to let you guys know that I have a piano course. It's called Piano Lessons for Producers, and it teaches you all from a music producer's perspective. And the two main things that you need to learn is that as a music producer, we are focused on improvisation, which means that we can just play melodies on the fly, right? And we're also focused on catchy melodies. Now, as a music producer, we need to learn how to blend these catchy melodies, right? We need to make sure that these melodies go together. So essentially, it's like you are the conductor, you know, like you are making sure that the guitar goes with the piano, with which goes with the bass line and all of, you know, so all the melodies have to be catchy and they all have to blend together. Music theory, it is tricky. It is, you know, all those things, but it's not that hard. Okay. As a music producer, we don't need to know, um, you know, music theory super in depth. So to repeat, as a music producer, we need to know improvisation and how to create catchy loops, all right? So if you guys want to get 50% off of my piano course, only in this episode, I'll give you guys a link. So you're going to be visiting my website, itsgratuitous.com, on the podcast page. This is season two, episode 20, Piano and Melodies for Music Producers. You will see the episode resource section. If you click on the link, it'll be Piano Lessons for Producers, 50% off. You click that, it's going to add it to your cart for 50% off, okay? And also, if you do want to stay updated with the website, you can join the membership and you can get the piano course in the membership as well as watch all the other courses. And it's a way better deal. Okay, so let's get into piano and melodies for music producers. Okay, so the first thing that you need to know to be able to learn the piano with improvisation is keys and scales. You need to pick a key and a scale. We often work in major or minor scales and essentially in one octave, there is 12 notes. And you might think, well, I'm going to use all these 12 notes, but it doesn't work that way. A key and a scale actually breaks it down that you're only allowed to use seven notes. All right. And if you're like, well, what do you mean? Yes. Inside of an octave, when you pick a key and a scale, you can only use seven notes. Now, when you play your melodies with single notes or with chords, they have to have these seven notes. And that's the secret. All right. If you're confused by that, again, check out the piano course. It's also going to teach you improvisation and train you how to create catchy melodies all from a beat maker's perspective. Okay. So you got to pick a key and a scale. It's going to tell you the seven notes you're allowed to play. Now you can go to your different octaves, but you always have to play those seven notes in either your single notes or in your chords. They have to have those seven notes. Otherwise your notes are going to be out of pitch. Okay, that, that's the biggest secret, okay? Now, the next thing I see a lot of people talk about all out there is they always use like the Roman numeral numbers, right? When it comes to, uh, you know, like one, four, five and stuff like that. And like, in my opinion, that stuff's way too intense and way too technical. It's like people are just trying to sound smart and it doesn't have to be like that. You as a music producer need to learn just to create catchy melodies and to learn improvisation, and I already told you the biggest secret. It's picking a key and a scale, all right? I didn't know about this for years. And as soon as I realized, I was like, wow. But it's not that simple because, okay, now you know the seven notes you're allowed to play, but now you have to build muscle memory. 
and nobody can teach you muscle memory. I can't teach you muscle memory. My course can't teach you muscle memory, but I can, and the course can. It will teach you how to get started building your muscle memory and how to practice, okay? And then it's up to you, okay? So I can only get you so far. I can show you all the little tricks, all the little secrets, but the muscle memory, it's just like if you're going to be playing sports or if you skateboard or whatever. Like, you know, I remember when I was learning to skateboard when I was like seven years old, trying to learn a kickflip. Like I probably tried for like a year and then I finally was able to do my first kickflip and it's so exciting. But it's the same thing with learning the piano, you have to build muscle memory. And in order to do that, you got to keep practicing. So I'll talk to you about a couple tricks about how to practice in this episode as well, because I've been getting some questions about that. And just a heads up, be on the lookout for a new series coming very soon. It's called The Melody Minute. I'll give you more information about that in coming up time. You'll be able to sign up. I will give you um, a cheat sheet when it comes to all the keys and scales. And honestly, you, you just select one key and scale, and that's all you need to know as a music producer. You can use other keys and scales, but I always tell you guys it's nice to pick one key and scale so that you can memorize it. If you ever want to transpose, and what that means is just going to a different key and scale, you can do that in your music program. But as a music producer, there's not enough time to learn all these different keys and scales. Like we are not classical piano players, okay? That's what I talked to you also about in the course. There's classical piano players versus beat makers. As a beat maker, we are focused on improvisation and catchy loops. Classical piano players, they are interested in perfection, right? So what does that mean? They need perfect time. They need, they need to know all the keys and scales. They need to be able to play like any music piece. But as a beat maker, if we screw up, we can just edit it in our, with our mouse in our music program. We are more focused on creating that catchy loop so that we can edit it later, all right? So we need to know how to play the piano, but we don't need to be like professionals. We just need to know how to create catchy loops and flow, okay? So picking one key and scale and learning it and practicing and building muscle memory, that's the secret, okay? It's going to take you years. I'm probably seven or eight years in, and honestly, in my last, you know, maybe in the last month or two, I've noticed another little improvement in my piano playing. I noticed that my left hand's blending a little bit better with my right hand. And it's just, it's just the way it goes. Like in the first, and so, okay, so it'll be like this. In your first month, you are, you are going to notice some huge improvements. In your second month, you might notice some little improvements. Maybe six months in, all of a sudden you're like, wow, like look how far I've come. And then it comes to two years and maybe you haven't progressed that much, but it's the fact that the muscle memory has to happen. It's just like when I was trying to learn skateboarding and that kickflip, right? Like it's just muscle memory. So let's talk about how to practice now. The best way to that I like to learn to practice is I like to pick four chords. For example, if you're in C major, I show you in the course, there's C, G, A, and F. That's in C major, okay? It's a really, really beautiful chord progression, but what you can do is you can play it with both the left and the right hand, just the same chord, and get it going left, you know, over and over, over and over. Another thing I teach you in the course is what's called inversions. Inversions are super powerful because it's the same chord, but it's either up higher or down lower, which is a little secret because we are always interested in sound selection and being able to make our sounds fit in the frequency spectrum. And so if you use inversions, like, so for example, let's say you're playing the chord in the root position, which is just the normal position, okay? Let's say it's kind of being masked by the other instruments and you're like, okay, well, I like this 
sound, you can play an inversion of the chord, maybe just like on, I usually do the inversion on the right hand, not the left hand. And without getting too technical, essentially it's because the left hand is the lower frequencies, okay? In scientific audio math theory stuff, the lower frequencies are going slower, which means that if there's ever phase cancellation and stuff like that, we hear the wobble a lot more than in the high frequencies. Okay, so the right hand are higher frequencies. And so you can be doing inversions with the right hand and in the left hand, I usually don't play the full chord. I will usually just play the outside. So for example, just on your pinky and on your thumb, which is what, so your thumb is what they call the one and your pinky is the five, okay? All right, so that's just like the left hand, but on the right hand, again, you can play inversions and you can take advantage of the frequency spectrum. So I pick four chords though, when I'm practicing, and so that just allows me as I'm practicing just to be able to flow. If you're only using two chords, I kind of find it's boring. Now you can make a beat with just two chords. You can make a beat with just one chord. Um, but I usually find four chords is just pleasing to the ear. It also allows the beat to be really refreshing. So for example, a loop has a beginning and an end point. And when the loop wraps around, and I talk about this in my Safe Spots book, I talk to you about the end loop bring-in, okay? So at the very beginning of the loop, we, we can be adding something into our drum loop, for example, and we can also be adding something at the end of our drum loop so that when the loop comes around, right, with our four chords, it's refreshing, okay? And I usually find four chords minimum is quite pleasing to the ear, and it's also really good to practice with. So four chords, okay? The next thing that will help you practice is practicing over a drum loop. And this drum loop, I usually make about 10 minutes long and I'll save it onto like my phone or an MP3 player and I'll put earbuds in and I'll go on a real piano and I'll play over the drum loop. And what's really useful is that because it's 10 minutes long, it forces me to play for 10 minutes. Once I'm done playing, I can decide Am I going to hit play again to keep practicing or am I done for the day? Sometimes I will hit it once. So for example, I get a 20 minute practice session in. Sometimes I hit it twice. I usually don't go more than like 30 minutes, but it all depends on, you know, how I'm feeling that day. And sometimes I don't play over the drum loop. Like you don't always have to, but the thing is what I'm trying to say is as a music producer, it's really good to put yourself in the situation that you're actually going to be making a beat, right? And usually when we make a beat, what are we playing over? We're usually playing over a drum loop. Sometimes there's different melodies going on, like if you would like to do that, but the thing that's tricky with that is that you always have to remember the chord progression. And that could also make you um, have, you know, kind of be in a bad habit of always using the same chords because you have to use those same chords if you recorded melodies over the drum loop to practice over. So I suggest just have a drum loop that you can play over. And then you can play your four chords and you don't have to play on a real piano. You can do this just like an FL studio or, or whatever music program you use. Again, I use FL studio. So there you guys go. That's a lot of information about a piano. There is so much to learn. And the biggest thing I can tell you guys is, yeah, it was just like when I was skateboarding, you know, it took forever to learn that kickflip and other tricks and you try them over and over and over and over. And then you finally land it and it's just like, wow. And then it starts getting a little easier because you build a little bit of confidence, especially in skateboarding, because like you're landing on a board with wheels and it can slip out super easy, right? But when it comes to a piano, again, it's muscle memory. It's knowing where your hands can go. It's knowing that you can play faster and faster and more confidently. Your hands get stronger. 
your your forearms start getting stronger, okay? You know, and at the very beginning, I'm just telling you guys just to play chords. And what that means is just play the note, hold it down, go to the next chord, okay? Go to the next chord. As you start to advance, your left hand, maybe you're going to hold down, but your right hand, you can maybe start playing different chords and then go to the next chord progression on, on the left hand, Okay, so usually when I'm talking about a chord progression, it's usually the left hand. The left hand is like that driving force. So it'd be like, you know, C, G, A, F, C, G, A, F. But then on your right hand, you are just kind of playing around. But again, the right hand still has to play the same notes that are in the key and the scale. Okay, so again, if you guys want to learn piano from a music producer's perspective, visit the description link. You guys are going to go to itsgratuitous.com, the podcast page. This episode is season two, episode 20. You will see the Piano Lessons for Producers course for 50% off. You can click it. It'll add it to your cart. You can you, you can take it that way, or you can join the membership with special pricing when you download my free book and you can get the piano course that way, okay? So to get the free book, you just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys Sign up with your name and email. Again, it's going to take you to a thank you page with a free video presentation. It'll also have a button there if you want to join the membership at special pricing where you can take all the courses, including the piano course. Um, and I'll send you the free book to your email. Or again, just uh, visit the episode description and you'll be able to get the piano course for 50% off. So be on the lookout for the Melody Minute. I'm really excited for it. It's going to be just quick piano tips as a music producer um, and again we as beat makers we play the piano way different than classical piano players that is what I discovered over the years uh, you know quite a quite a few years ago now um, and like I said a lot of people make playing the piano sometimes difficult you know they try to uh, show you all like the Roman numerals and they try to show you all this stuff and they try to make it as if it's just like oh, this is what all the most popular songs use. This is the chord progressions that they use. And it's just like, I'm telling you guys, if you listen to that, you are not going to learn the piano yourself. You're not going to learn to create your own melodies. And I'm telling you guys, listen to my beats. Go check them out at itsgratuitous.com forward slash music. If you like my melodies, if you like, you know, the way I make beats and like that they're unique and how the melodies kind of all blend together, that's because I've taught myself how to play piano and I focused on catchy melodies and improvisation. If you want to learn the piano, again, check out the piano course. Thank you for listening. You guys can contact me at any time. I hope this episode helps because I know that the piano is a very, very important to learn as a music producer, right? If you want to learn your melodies, but the next step is to learn about drum loops. And if you're interested in that, check out my book and my course. It's called Safe Spots, Create Amazing Drum Loops. And in addition to the Melody Minute, I'm also creating something called the Drum Corner. So the Drum Corner is gonna be teaching about safe spots and drum loops, and the Melody Minute is gonna be teaching about the piano. Now, if you've taken the piano course, the Melody Minute is gonna really help you. And if you haven't taken the course, the Melody Minute might be a little bit hard for some people because you haven't taken the course. All right, so again, thank you for listening to the episode. If you ever have questions, you feel free to reach out to me and I'll talk to you in the next one.